you for joining us this week for Sunday worship. As a church family, we would normally be in our building and we could pass the collection plates. We share our time, our talents, and our treasure. However, since we are unable to be together, we are asking for your continued support. You can e-transfer to treasure at graceunitedhanover.ca or graceuc at whiteman.ca. Checks can also be mailed to Grace United Church, 310 12th Street, Hanover, Ontario, N4N1V6. Thank you for your support. In Detroit, a reminder that um, one, if anyone wants to grab any musical instruments, they are available at the front there for use. As well as if anybody wants to form a makeshift choir, you're welcome to come up to the front and sing from the front. Um, masses are optional, space out there. But you're welcome to come and help lead the singing from the front of the church. And as we sing our introit, uh, uh, please use your hymn books. The More Voices, the Spiral Round Hymn Books, page thir number 13. And we'll sing twice through, we'll let the power fall on me. prepackaged with a wafer in them, a communion wafer, and they'll be set up at the back when you come in, you can grab one, and you'll be able to remove your mask when we take partake in communion. For those who prefer, we do have a, we now have a large stockpile, we've had um, some N95 masks, KN95 masks donated, so if you prefer to wear one during worship or if you are part of the higher risk group and would like an N95 mask while you worship and then to take home with you afterwards. Um, they are available at the back of the church. Please don't hesitate. We've got a lot of them now. So please don't hesitate to use them if you'd like to use them. Um, as we keep one another and um, our, our loved ones in our life safe. Um, we are also no longer checking for vaccination status, but we, incur with, but we still require that people wear their masks in the sanctuary. And if you're at home, we have designed our sanctuary in a way that the middle part's open and the sides have space, and if you prefer to be more spaced out. 
A big, 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 big thank you to Gertie. Um, hi, Gertie, over there. A big thank you to you, Gertie, for running another successful paint day uh, yesterday. Um, Gertie has run two of these now with seven or eight people at each one, I think you said? Perfect, seven or eight people. We've raised, well, yesterday we raised $140 for our general fund. Um, helping us pay down our deficit we built up at the end of this year. Um, the, the paintings look amazing. So thank you to everyone who took part in it. You are invited after church if you'd like after our ukulele concert that will be following worship. You are invited if you'd like to go down into the CE Hall and have a peek. The, the art is amazing. Uh, we, are, we continue to look for a scripture reader. We have gone back to using a sign-up sheet for scripture readings. If you would like to read scripture, um, sign up at the back. Oh, look, we got... If you look back, you can see Jen showing off our... If you're at home, just imagine Jen showing like Vanna. Um, please sign up, um, and the scripture readings will be given to you during the week to read because we're putting them back on the board as well. And remember, you don't have to be a perfect public reader. If you want to just build that skill as well, this is worship, it's not perfection or performance. But please sign up if you'd like to. Um, thank you to everyone who filled out surveys for our congregational profile as we um, enter into the search process for a new minister. Um, thank you to the team helping to put that together and put together the position description. We will be having a congregational meeting after worship next Sunday. Please plan to be here and to attend. Um, we'll be, you'll be voting on the uh, community faith profile, which helps tell um, potential applicants who you are, and also the position description, which describes what ministry here at Grace is like and what you're looking for. So that's next Sunday, June 5th, after worship. We are also looking for people to be on the search committee. The information is in the announcement sheet. Um, if you are interested, please contact George. George, do you want to wave? Oh, you're, I, I, I'm looking over here. George, you're over here. I know you're over here. <laughs> uh, people are moving around different spaces now, which is great. But George, contact George, and he will um, sign you up, or you can email him an email address is in the announcements. And we celebrate all the wonderful work of God that is happening here at Grace United. We celebrate the way in which we are a community and that we are a community when we can gather in person and we're community when we're separated from space but connect in this time. And as we gather in worship, we remember that we gather on traditional territory. We gather on the traditional territory of the, um, I'm, I'm blanking this morning. We're gathered on the traditional territory of the Ottawa, Mississauga, and Anishinaabe nations, homeland of the Saugeen Ojibwe Nation and the um, Chippewas of Nawash, unceded First Nation. We're gathered on Treaty 45 and a half, a treaty that, um, came with it, the reduction of land and the movement of people. And we pray that as we work towards truth and reconciliation, that we have open hearts, 
that we come together in love, that we come together for healing. May God lead us in the holy work of right relationship. Let us join in singing, Come and Find the Quiet Center, Voices United, the Red Hymn Book, 374.
We come to hear God's word of hope for us. Together we sing the songs of joy. Each of us will hear God whisper our name, beloved of my heart. We join our voices in prayer and praise. We sing of our longing for new lives. Here our shadowed corners are filled with light. Here we discover that God dwells in us, and not just us. For God will teach all to love. God's Spirit will lead all people in peace. And let us pray together. Fit us, fit us, O God, for this new day. Through your Spirit, grant us courage, so that today's uncertainties may not overwhelm us. Through your Christ, fill us with love, so that differences may not divide us. Through your creative energy, make us new, so that the past may not enslave us. Spirit, Christ, creator, lead us into newness of life. Amen. And I invite the young and anyone else who'd like to come up. If you'd like to come up, you're welcome to. If you'd like to stay in your pews, you're welcome to. You'll be able to see me where you are. I'm going to put my microphone on so you can hear me. There we go, it's on. So today, our gospel reading takes place, we're going back a little bit in our story. We're in the season of Easter, but we're going to go to uh, the Last Supper. And in the Last Supper in the Gospel of John, there's a big speech. It's called the Farewell Discourse. It's a long speech, and Jesus, we're here part of that today. But at the end of it, Jesus says, Jesus says a prayer, a long prayer. And part of that prayer, Jesus says to God, make us one as you and I. Make them one as you and I are one. Jesus tells the people that, the disciples that they are one with each other, one with God, one with Christ. So I brought, thinking of that passage, I brought a rope. I like a rope because it's made up of all different strands. They're different strands, but they work together to make something strong. So I brought one long piece of... I brought one long piece of rope. Does that look like one long piece of rope to you? Two or three. Two or, two or three. We got some ropes. How is it two and three, Bob? Not knots in it. We got the big knots in it. So, they're all different strands tied together. So nice and strong, if we pulled on that, nothing would happen to it. Maybe I'm really not tired. Maybe I remember things from scouts. I want to show you something now. Sometimes in life, there's things that can make us feel like we're not tied together, that we're not really, really one with God or with one another. Maybe it's people have hurt us and we think we don't belong. Or maybe we've done something in our lives that we think, well, God can't really love me as much to make me one with God. Or maybe something else came along and, and just made us feel that we don't belong. Maybe there's 
violence in the world or in their lives, and we think, God must not really love them. But Jesus says and prays, make them one. As we are one. So Bob, you're wrong. It's one big string. <laughs> God takes all those things that make us feel like we don't belong, feel like we're not loved. And God reminds us that it's just an illusion that we are really all loved by God. And in our differences, in our diversities, we are part of the holy body of Christ showing God's love to one another in this world. And that is good news. Let us hear how God's love is being made known through our mission and service fund and how God's speaking words of compassion and care to us through our scripture reading. Good morning. Great story for our lead-in uh, story of faith. Learning racism at a young age. The following is an excerpt from a blog written by Adele Halliday. Your mission and service funds support anti-racism programs and initiatives like the ones that Halliday develops in the United Church's Anti-Racism and Equity League to help us all be in a deeper relationship with one another. I was talking about her child here. The name calling started when she was about three years old. They were racial slurs and names and taunts. My child, my own flesh and blood, was being ostracized for having black skin. The people slinging the insults, other children on the playground. She may not have always understood the particular items that they used, but she knew that it was related to her blackness and her racial identity. And this deeply wounded her tender heart. Despite all our intentional modeling, teaching, and proactive actions, our child is developing internalized racism and inferior notions of herself. The children who were taunting her were offering explicit and overt notions of racism children. They had not even started primary school, and yet the children had already learned behavior at home or elsewhere in society that whiteness is superior. And they had the audacity to vocalize that to an innocent little child. And she writes, this is why I am so deeply committed to dismantling racism in all its forms. Racism is damaging and destructive to all people in society. It enforces negative notions for people of color. I live it in a particular way because of my own racial identity as a black person who has lived with racial injustice my entire life. The systematic nature of racism is something that cannot be ignored. This effort to overcome racism is a continuous effort, and I am committed to this work for the long haul. And then she adds, and I hope that you will be too. The scripture today is from John 14, verses 23 to 29. Jesus answered him, those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them, 
and we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but from the Father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. Peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. I do not, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away and I am coming to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father because the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it occurs, so that when it does occur, you may believe. The word of the Lord. Hello, my name is Bob Blackmore. And I'm Sophia Bruner. I'm his granddaughter. And the song we're going to sing is... Light a candle for peace. And we could sure use... Some more peace in the world. Mm-hmm.
and led by God. What does peace look like to you? What does peace feel like? What needs to be in place for peace to exist? These are all big questions and worth pondering as people who are called to live in peace as followers of Jesus. When I thought about these questions this week, I was reminded of a story that Rabbi Harold Kushner tells. He tells of the story of the absence of peace brought about by death and grief. He tells a story about how one day one of his congregation members' partner died. And this woman told him about how difficult everything was and how she was struggling and how even the thought of coming to synagogue seemed overwhelming. And drawing from the wisdom of their faith tradition, Rabbi Kushner invited her to observe the Jewish practice of gathering in the synagogue each day for a set length of time to, after a funeral service, to say the mourner's prayers. And he writes that he encouraged her to do this because this ritual brings those who are grieving together. And he says as they gather together in the synagogue to say their prayers side by side, they are reminded that even in that most difficult of moments, they are not alone. They experience a sense of peace, of God's love surrounding them in the community that's beside them. What does peace look like for you? Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Our gospel reading, as I said during the children's time, takes us back a bit in the season of Easter. We jump back to the Gospel of John story of Jesus's Last Supper and the final discourse. Jesus is gathered with his disciples on the day before he will be arrested and killed. Jesus has told his disciples that he is going to be killed, that they, he will soon no longer be with them. And they are certain that without him, they will be lost. Without him, their hope will be lost. Without him, their community and the holy vision Jesus rooted them in will be lost. Soon, the disciples will experience the very worst thing imaginable, horrific violence that will leave Jesus dead and a fear so intense in them that it will cause them to scatter. But first, there is a Sabbath meal, a final supper, and the farewell discourse in which Jesus promises the disciples peace and love as they approach the difficult moment, moments that are about to come. Friends, it's, it's really strange to read a passage that is so heavily rooted in Jesus' message of peace, when we have been witnessing so much violence with this past week's mass killing of school children in Texas, the racist fuel murders in Buffalo a couple of weeks ago, 
and stories of violence and war that fill the news. While much of these acts that we hear about are in other countries, they cause us to pause and reflect on our own country, our own community, our own lives. And as our story of our faith today reminded us what our mission service fund, as Adele Holiday reminded us, we experience racism and violence in our own communities. How do we, as a people of faith, hold on to Jesus' call for peace when so often we bear witness to the absence of peace, of shootings and racist attacks, war, trauma, deep grief that unsettles, and so much more. And some of us who are sharing in this service today are feeling the absence of peace in our lives, the absence caused by grief or fear or uncertainty or the death of loved ones or illness or much more. As a people of faith, how do we respond when peace, the promised peace, seems so far away? Do not let your hearts be troubled, Jesus tells his disciples. He tells them that they do not have to be overcome, overwhelmed, lost in the pain, in the suffering that they will encounter. Jesus tells them that they will never, never be alone. As they journey through life and as they continue his ministry, the Spirit will be with them, comforting them, guiding them, connecting them, and leading them. The Spirit is God's wisdom, God's creative power, God's prophetic vision that we hear about throughout Scripture. The Spirit is the one who connects people and leads them in God's ways. Jesus gifts his disciples with words of peace. This peace, he tells them, is unlike anything they have experienced. It is different than the peace that is often proclaimed by those around them. The Roman Empire promised peace, but it was a peace that can be found only in submission to their rule and their control. Others claimed peace could be found, peace found in violence and the violent overthrowing of the oppressive empire. Instead, Jesus reminds his disciples of the peace that comes from God, the peace that is spoken throughout Scripture. It is a peace that will provide them comfort, strength, and purpose as they move through life's joys and sorrows, seeking compassion and justice and sharing that with the world. What is peace? What does peace look like? At the beginning of Jesus' final discourse, at the beginning of this passage, we hear Jesus saying, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. The Gospel is full of Jesus' teachings, but at the core of them, is love. Powerful, prophetic, justice-making love. Just previous to this passage, Jesus says that the greatest commandment is to love others as he has loved them. And he tells the disciples that they, people will know that they are his disciples by keeping his commandment, by love. 
by loving, by being loved, by being in relationship. This is the way people know that they continue his ministry and that they are followers of him. At the beginning of this holy meal, Jesus modeled this love to the disciples as he washed their feet. This love is selfless, it's generous, and it's sacrificial, it's giving. Serve one another, love one another. These are two of the powerful ways we as disciples of Christ can demonstrate that we are followers of Jesus, pilgrims of on the way, ones who are transformed by his teachings, one who carry his teachings, his love and vision into this world. Throughout life, we encounter so many moments where peace appears absent. How do we respond? We are called by Christ, empowered and equipped by the Spirit to be people of peace. This peace lived out in powerful love. It is nurtured and shared in community, in our coming together in relationship. I'm pretty sure all of us have experienced moments when our lives seemed upended, we've seen knocked off our feet, and peace seems nowhere to be found. Maybe it was the death of a loved one. Maybe it was the loss of employment. Maybe it was the theft of a vehicle or some trauma that you keep hidden. Maybe it was a transition in how you thought life was going to go, a change in the carefully laid plans and hopes and dreams that you had for your life that had you wondering what happened and how can you move forward. Most of us know what it is like to want to pull away in these moments to escape, like the woman from Rabbi Kushner's congregation. And into these moments, into these times, that's when community steps in. That's when community steps forward. This is what Rabbi Kushner reminds us when he shares the story of the woman grieving and how God's love and peace could be experienced if she gathered with others and shared in community. In community, we find the love and strength we need to find peace and to make peace and to share peace. In community, we are empowered to be loving, healing presence to one another. This love continues to flow outwards. In community, we find the vision and the strength to work together in the path of justice, to bring God's holy peace to life in this world. Fueled by God's love, God's love that is shared in community, we work for justice in this world. I can't remember that which theologian said it. I think it may have been, uh, I can't remember. Richard Gore, it may have been Richard Gore. He said that church, that congregation, that the relationship of faith that we share, that this is dress rehearsal for the rest of our lives. Because here, in relationship, in worshiping together, in sharing together deeply, we share and we practice and we live out love and justice and peace. We practice it and build up our strength so we can go out into the world of the messiness and complications to be Christ's love together out there. 
Fueled by God's love shared in community, we work for justice in this world. We work to dismantle hate and racism, homophobia and violence and all other root, all other things that rob life of peace. It is no wonder that Jesus said where two or three are gathered in his way, his name, he is there. It is no wonder that the story of Pentecost that we will celebrate next week is a story of community and the coming together of all people. It is no wonder that as followers of Jesus, we are called not to be solitary in our faith. Rather, we are called to live in community, sharing God's love and working for peace for all. Community is the nurturing ground of loving and peaceful discipleship. Jesus said to his disciples, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And you don't need to be afraid. This peace that Jesus promised his disciples is promised to us this day. It is a peace that comforts and strengthens and that provides us vision and hope. It is a peace shown through loving and serving one another in the spirit of Christ. It is a peace that is shown most fully in community when we step forward, step together towards each other in love, when we reach out our hands in kindness and love and embrace each other with the holy compassion of God. It is a peace that brings healing and wholeness to this world as we share and work for peace for all. So friends, let us share in holy community, share our love boldly, and work for God's peace in our homes, our communities, and in our world, led by the Spirit and strengthened by relationship. Let us continue to work with God as we share in Christ's ministry, for we are all part of the amazing things that God is doing right here and right now. Amen. Thanks be to God. Let us sing, My Love Colors Outside the Lines, More Voices 138, and our offering will be brought forward from the back of the church during the hymn.
United in God's love, sharing God's love with one another in the world, we offer our prayers now, our prayers for ourselves and our prayers for others. Let us pray. O God of all creation, who called every being into life, who is mindful of humankind and all its diversity, God who embodies us with dignity, granting different gifts and talents to shape life in this world. We ask for your spirit to unite us. Where we face lack of understanding and disunity in our churches, in our communities, and in our countries. Holy Spirit, be with us as we pray. God of peace, we ask for your spirit to unite us in the face of conflicts, hatred, and violation of life, experiencing so many regions of the earth. We lift up in prayer those who are affected by the invasion of Ukraine by Russia, the war there. We pray for those affected by the continued upheaval this is causing, the death and trauma. We also lift up the victims of gun violence in the United States, our neighbors to the south, black and brown bodies shot and killed while shopping for groceries, Asian bodies shot and killed while worshiping in a church, young bodies, children, shot and killed while in school. Our heart is grieving and we cry out, how many more will be killed before things change? We pray that you may lead us all to be compassionate presence, to seek justice and love. Lord, have mercy. Holy Spirit, be with us as we pray. O God of community, we ask for your spirit to unite us wherever fear prevents us from caring for our neighbor, from meeting people of different ethnicities, cultures, and faith communities with respect. And in silence, we bring to you the brokenness of human relationships. Holy Spirit, be with us as we pray. God of love and care, we remember all in our lives in need of prayer. All who are mourning the death of a loved one. All who are wrestling with medical decisions all who are awaiting surgery, all who hunger and thirst for both food and for justice, all who wonder how they will make ends meet, and all who we name before you now in the silence of our hearts. Pray for our province as we enter an election this week. Holy Spirit, hear our prayer. God of all creation in Christ, we are reconciled, and so we ask for your uniting spirit to help us overcome all our divisions that we may live in peace and share peace and create peace in this world. We pray this in the name of the one who offered your peace, Jesus the Christ, who taught us to pray with the words, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, 
Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And let us sing together, Yezu, Yezu, fill us with your love. Number 593. See the face of Christ in us, and may we see the face of Christ in everyone we meet. Let us go in love, go in peace, and go with God. Amen.